and welcome to the History Department at Northern Kentucky University. This episode is part of an eight-episode series from the fall of 2021. As part of Professor Brian Hackett's Honors 320 Forbidden History class, students broke into eight groups to provide podcast episodes where they would discuss interesting events from regional history. We provide them here for you uncut as recorded, and we'll continue to provide additional content as it is created here on campus at the department's podcast studio. These first episodes are rough, but showcase that incoming first-year students can take the lessons learned over the course of a semester to create new and interesting content within a matter of weeks. We hope that you will enjoy these podcasts as much as the students enjoyed creating them. Mental health has been treated as something taboo since the very beginning. Oftentimes, the mentally ill were shunned by their families, treated as embarrassments, and abandoned at asylums. Treatment at these facilities were harsh and inhumane in most cases, leaving the patient in more pain and distress than when they came in. One such place was Blackwell's Island near New York City. Nellie Bly was a renowned journalist of her time, and she went undercover as a patient to report on the true conditions of the asylum. During her 10-day stay, which she wrote about in a book called 10 Days in a Madhouse, uh, she found that conditions were very bad for the patients. Some patients were beaten into submission. They were bathed in dirty water that was being used by sick patients as well. So like skin diseases and stuff were bathing in the same water as people without them, which was spreading it. Uh, she found that it, the food was nearly inedible. Uh, most notably, they were served cold beef tea, which was made by boiling beef and sticking the boiled beef then into water to steep. It was thought to have like healing properties, but I wouldn't want to drink watered down beef. <laughs> um, she also found that the bread was burnt black and contained spiders, but that the food for staff, which she caught glimpses of while walking past, was things like fresh fruit, good bread, and even good meat in some cases. But the patients didn't get any of that, and many patients couldn't eat due to those conditions. Um, each patient was given their own pair of sleeping clothes, but they had to continue wearing the day clothes that they were sent in with. And considering how long their stays could be, they could end up being permanent. They would have to wear these clothes likely for the rest of their lives. Um, each room was individually locked. There was no device to open up all of the locks at once, meaning that in the event of a fire, many of the patients would have died due to not being able to leave their rooms. The nurse would have to come by with a lock and key for each, every single room. She found it incredibly hard to sleep. The beds were hard. The sheets were made out of a cold oil cloth. Um, it was very loud when the nurses would come by at night doing vitals and the vitals would be taken in the middle of the night waking everyone up. As I mentioned before, some of the patients were beaten. The staff were incredibly cruel, uh, some of the staff. There were a couple that she mentioned that were nice, but there were many that would beat the patients, mock them, or even gaslight them into things not having happened. The doctors didn't listen to complaints and the nurses physically punished the patients who spoke out about their conditions to the doctors. And not even everyone who was there was someone that had any kind of mental illness. 
And the people that were there for that weren't benefiting from being there. There were a lot of sane women sent here. It was a women's only asylum. Um, some were sent here because they were worried. Some, well, some were sent some were sent because they were poor, and some just simply couldn't speak English, so they couldn't defend themselves even when they were put in. However, as I said, this was published in an expose in the newspaper, which ended up improving the conditions somewhat. Um, the patients were given fresher food, and the tubs got changed to clean ones, and they changed the water out in between washes. Similarly, the Penhurst Asylum in Pennsylvania was another abusive asylum. It had originally opened its doors to immigrants, orphans, and people without a home in addition to mentally and physically disabled people. However, their intentions were not very noble as it was mostly to remove them from regular society and prevent the disabled people from reproducing, which is... Yikes. It functioned as its own city, pretty much. Uh, had its own waste treatment, had its own water. It was very self-contained. Despite mostly housing immigrants, orphans, and homeless people, there were, the residents were only sorted into a few categories, and one of those was insane. It housed nearly 3,000 people and reported that they were all getting an education, but in reality, only about 200 people were. And the teachers were not trained or equipped to teach people with mental illnesses. Patients that were found to be misbehaving would be given intentionally painful injections, as in like injections made to cause pain. In 1968, however, a five-part expose was released, followed by several allegations of abuse at the hands of the asylum. It didn't close until 1987 due to neglect, understaffing, and the uh, aforementioned allegations. However, it closing did cause a widespread reform in the American legal system when it comes to how people with disabilities are treated. Now, excuse me, as I take a brief moment to have a tangent about lobotomies. Uh, lobotomies, if you hadn't known, uh, was a was a treatment where the doctors would remove a portion of a patient's brain in an attempt to fix some problem that they had. Uh, it was it was just like surprisingly recently, well into like the 1900s, and it was not the only damaging um, treatment for patients. They could also have been put into induced comas or electroshock therapy. But if you have heard about lobotomies, you've probably heard about at least one of these famous lobotomies. Uh, we have Phineas Gage, which wasn't a medical lobotomy, but a very accidental one. He got hit with a flagpole through his eyeball during a work accident and it removed part of his brain. Uh, people reported that he became almost an entirely different person. His personality had changed so much. However, he was able to function better in his later years when he took up a job as a carriage driver. Evidently, the routine helped him a lot.
uh, Sally Ellen Ionesco was the first patient to ever get a transorbital ice pick lobotomy, which is where they take an ice pick, place it above your eyeball, and jam it into your eye socket to reach your brain. Sounds pretty painful. (laughs) But despite being the first patient, she survived with minimal damage and lived to a very old age. And then there's Rosemary Kennedy. (laughs) Um, She was given a lobotomy to treat her mood swings, but it did not go well and permanently disabled her. Today, however, people with mental illnesses are treated with a lot more dignity and less danger to their physical health. In present-day mental mental hospitals, um, people report them to be made to feel somewhat homey with some decorations like a painting on the wall, but that doesn't really matter if it feels too much like home because most stays aren't permanent. I don't... Yeah, most of them. They tend to place a lot of value on collaboration and group activities between patients. Group therapy is not something that's rare. Uh, However, doctors might not be available all the time. I had a friend who was in one recently and she never actually got in to see the psychiatrist by the time her stay was up. The beds are still reportedly stiff and getting your vitals taken might wake you up if they do it in the middle of the night. Most patients are given a daily schedule that they have to follow. And food is plentiful, Uh, it's edible, but some people with food allergies might not be able to have as much as the rest of them. I've brought in my roommate, (laughs) Taryn, to talk about her experience in one of these hospitals, facilities. Yeah, hello. You can talk about the grippy socks. (laughs) Yeah, so I spent five days um, in a mental facility back in February, and um, I was only supposed to be there for three days, but they don't count the weekends as real days. So if you go in on a Friday and you're only supposed to be there for three days, like, for example, I went in for suicide watch and that's how long you're supposed to be in for, you're going to be there for five days because you're going to be stuck over the weekend, which is total BS in my opinion, because there's no excuse for them to say, oh, you're only going to be here three days and then force you to be there for longer. Only going to be here for three business days. Yeah, that's more like it. But yeah, um... The facility that I was at was actually a fairly nice one. Um, It's kind of exactly what you'd expect. White walls, white bed sheets, beds are kind of stiff. The people are kind of keeping to themselves for the most part. Um, Vitals were at 7.30 in the morning and they would come in and check on us every couple of hours at night. So we'd always be getting woken up. Um, You kind of get used to it after a while though. I mean, after a couple days in there, I was able to sleep through pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. But they do value routine a lot when you're in. Um, 
and you have to go to group if you want to get out because your conduct, quote unquote, is part of the, um, I guess, kind of like the, uh, I don't know how to explain it, almost like they count your conduct, uh, like going to things as part of your treatment. So if you're not following the treatment, quote unquote, then you're not going to get out. So if you don't go to group, you can't get out. Um, luckily for me, what they did was they gave me an anti-anxiety medicine and it just made me sleep all day. So I didn't have to go to group. I just slept like Mm -hmm. all day and watched movies and ate food. And that was like all I did while I was in there. So I had a pretty good experience, but I've heard from many people that, um, the facility that I was in is about a thousand times better than a lot of the other ones in our area. Mm. Yeah, my friend said she got her vitals taken every morning at 5. Which is ridiculous. And then was expected to wake up again at 8. That's ridiculous. But yeah, the best part, though, the best part is you get to meet a lot of really interesting people. Um, Unfortunately, I was there during a snowstorm, so we... um, the mental health patients were taken down to the first floor because we didn't have enough room in the building for uh, all the staff. The staff wasn't able to come to work, so we had to move the mental health patients down to the first floor. So I was in with the rehab patients for the first few days that I was in there, which was really interesting. Um, I feel like I got to meet a lot more interesting people than I would have if I was dressed up in the mental health ward, even though that's not how it really was supposed to be to begin with. But you get to meet a lot of really interesting people you get to learn a lot of really interesting stories and you basically just kind of get to like even if you don't want to be there if you kind of like take a moment to step back you get a chance to just like kind of breathe and like realize that there is nothing going on on the outside world that can hurt you while you're in there even if like your whole life is falling apart outside things in there are like controlled you have a schedule you have a routine you have people that you can talk to you're not alone Mm -hmm. and it just it's generally a pretty nice environment at least the one that I was in and the grippy socks were great I I got like a different pair of grippy grippy socks every day because I wanted to take a bunch home (laughs) yeah I can't have people floor ice skating and <laughs> yeah yeah i did get mad though because they cut the strings off my favorite sweatpants i'm still mad about that 